Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, this is Leon Poe, man. You listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. What's up, y'all? This is Kenny Anderson. Y'all listen to the Causeway Street Podcast. For you new listeners out there, I'm your host, Joseph Pavone. I'm joined as usual by my two co-hosts. I'm Sean Dutra. What's up? Sound yeah, like talk about walks yourself. on the B. There you go. Joel Pavone. What up? I'm a Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic. He leads off with that. The most romantic sign in all of the Zodiac. Oh. You couldn't tell by my voice already. Oh. Sexy. But I'm the producer of this ensemble that we call Causeway Street. In case you missed it. Hey, Bill Walton here, Celtics, 1986. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Yeah, come here for nothing but the truth. This is where dreams come true. Thank you, Boston, for my life. Where are we going? You guys are such homers. It's your boy, Terry Rozier. You're listening to the Causeway Street Podcast. Now listen to my boys, Joe Sway, Joel, and Sean. Causeway Street Podcast Series, where the NBA continues to shock us. First, LeBron James heads to L.A. I mean, what was more surprising was DeMarcus Cousins going to the Golden State Warriors. If you found out the tail end of part one, here is part two. We got CLNS Media's Mike Petralia joining us momentarily. I am Josue Pavone. He is Sean Dutra. What's up? So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm still everything. Everything is still crazy in the NBA. I mean, I I'm, I want to just say one thing for everyone who says, "Oh, this league sucks. This, everything's wrong with the league." You don't get anything better than this in free agency in any other league. No other league do you see superstars switching teams the way they do in the NBA. And I I get it. I get it that everyone's looking at the Warriors just like I am and saying, "Mother, you know, <laughs> damn." Like, gotta be kidding me. But still, at the same time, like, if you're a Celtics fan, you gotta be feeling better than every other team in the NBA mm. other than the Golden State Warriors. Like, you can't say in Boston, oh, this league sucks. Last year, you got Kyrie Irving and Al Hor- and uh, Gordon Hayward. And now you've seen two players develop. Like, you, we're fine. We're fine. <laughs> it's like Danny Ainge planned for this. Danny Ainge yeah. saw the way the rest of the league was going, and it all started with that Brooklyn trade, getting those picks, yep. turning them into assets, guys that he could bridge the gap with yep. before 
he signed two marquee free agents and Al Horford. Yeah, the way I Gordon Hayward and then traded for Kyrie. The way Hayward. I like to look at it is we don't need to gear up for the Warriors. The Warriors need to stay relevant for the Celtics. Ooh. You know? Because the Warriors keep having to do things to lock up their superstars because the Celtics are coming. Now you got another year of Jason Tatum. You got Kyrie and Gordon Hayward playing on the same team with Al Horford for the first time. And they already match up well against the Warriors. They I do. Mean, this has been Brad going Stevens on for has years. Been playing against the Warriors with the scrubs putting up some competition. Kelly Olynyk dropped 28. 28. We were at that game. Triple oh, overtime Vader. thriller. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> And that's the kind of reaction you're gonna get today, because it was amazing. Everything's 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 basically well, however you want to look at it. The NBA has either, either turned into Detroit, where everything's just burning, or it's turned into a utopian society where everyone just gets what they want. Either way, we break it all down here at the Cosmic Street Podcast. Plenty to talk about, of course. Uh, we'll also squeeze in some. Uh, more Celtics talk in this one. Yeah, we'll, about lazy ass Bob. Yeah, we'll talk about Mother, the rookie I'm done Bob Williams. That's right. When you mess up as many times as you, as you messed up before even putting on a uniform and actually playing, you get called the one name that you hate to be called, Bob. Bob, and you're lazy. All right. So you're, when are you gonna start calling him Rob? You're, I'm, you're I'm done. I'm done with Rob. I'm done hey, with the Bobby. Summer league games are gonna be at the end of the week. I'm man. done with little Bobby. Well, what if he goes off in the summer league games? I don't care, man. Like all I'm saying is he needs to. Literally, just be a, a, like a one of the best players in the draft right now. He needs to get his priorities straight. He needs to, and like I think now. he's raging. He's just now. celebrating, man. He's that's partying what I'm up. Saying, bro, well, I don't think this will linger. Though thing. that's the thing. I don't think it's going to linger. This is gonna be something that's temporary. This is gonna be something that but he's he, just he's so excited that he's in the NBA. He's celebrating a little bit too much, and the guy probably overslept again you know who else? and missed his flight to you know go to go to practice a little too much on Sunday. And was excited to be in the NFL. Johnny Manziel, you know what I mean? I love. NBA players that can party, okay? I love NBA players that can party. But I so when I was playing athletics, there was always two types of party animals. There was a party animal that would show up at practice on time and you saw him black out the night before and you'd always be like, "Yo, man, how are you even doing this right now?" And then there was the party animals that were right next to that dude who missed practice and would get cut eventually for their partying ways. So from a guy who likes to partake in, you know, extracurricular activities, <laughs> and I've always done it through my uh, when I was playing athletics, just get your shit together, Bob. Because if not, you're going to be gone quicker than you can even imagine. I'm yeah. just saying, get I, your shit together. You can't miss anything if you're going to live that lifestyle. I mean, you got to be like Dutcher, man. Dutcher would be out there partying with us. Or, you know, during our college days, but then he'll be up early in the morning on that soccer field. Yeah, I got six. I got six a.m. practice 6 on Friday morning. No joke. Coach put that there specifically, and I say, ah, it's thirsty Thursday, That's baby. Throw my thirsty Let's Thursday. Let's do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Just here's the thing. Just don't get caught and show up on time, and you can do whatever the hell you want in your free time. Let's get to our conversation with Trags. Joining us now to talk about everything that's been going on, the Woj bombs, and all the craziness that's been. Happening in the last 48 hours is Mike Petralia of CLNS Media, who joins us on the line right now. Trags, welcome back to Causeway Street, man. I appreciate you taking the time. My head is still spinning from everything. Uh, ever since LeBron announced 
that he was joining the Lakers, Joe Sway. I think that's the least surprising thing that's happened. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what? After Seriously. this DeMarcus Cousins news, it's almost like, oh, yeah, LeBron thing. Yeah, that whole thing is just old news now because now that DeMarcus Cousins is a member of the Golden State Warriors, it really makes you wonder where are the Lakers going to go from here? What's the direction? Who is the perennial all-star that you're going to put alongside LeBron James? Well, aside from trading from Kawhi, for Kawhi, and I don't see the Spurs doing that unless the Lakers absolutely blow them away, I don't know what, what you do right now to get that second superstar stud. I'm just surprised um, that Boogie Cousins, knowing LeBron really wanted to play with him, signed the one-year deal, um, knowing that he could go to the Lakers and be a star right away, but... I do understand why Cousins would do it for one year, get a ring, and then join LeBron. And maybe that's the deal under the table, uh, because so many of these deals are done under the table and not formally, of course. There's a, a, you know, a verbal agreement. Um, that's what this has the, the ringing of to me. Does any of this, you know, free agency process of what we've seen throughout a lot of these, you know, guys, one, Paul George deciding that he doesn't want to go and, and leave Oklahoma City. I mean, you got Chris Paul who decided to stay put in Houston. How much of this do you think has to do with guys who just don't want to play with LeBron or are they just comfortable where they are? Like, which one is it, in your opinion? You know, I think with Paul George, it's his comfort in Oklahoma City and playing alongside Russell Westbrook. I mean, let's not forget that Paul George is playing alongside the one of the highest-paid players in the NBA and a true triple-double threat every time he takes the court. There's something to be said for that. And obviously it takes uh, some of the heat away from uh, Paul George himself, and, and maybe he didn't want the heat of playing alongside LeBron. Uh, you know, until we hear from the player himself, we're not going to really know. That's a fair point. I mean, obviously, DeMarcus Cousins, you know, going to the Warriors, certainly no pressure there in terms of coming back from this injury, no pressure in terms of how you're going to perform before the playoffs. Obviously, it's all going to be about what happens in the postseason. But my question to you, Trags, is finding out what you found out about Cousins and, and seeing what happened with LeBron and everything. What does this mean for the Celtics? Is this something that is going to make the Celtics, or I should say Danny Ainge, think about going towards Anthony Davis? I mean, we got Woj with the report saying that it came down between the Warriors and the Celtics. And Cousins, of course, decided to go with the Warriors. Now, does Danny Ainge turn to the Pelicans and say, hey, I mean, it's only a matter of time before Anthony Davis decides that he wants to move on. Here's this package deal that I have for you. I mean, is this a, a conversation that you see Danny Ainge initiating right off the bat, you know, within this week of crazy free agency news, or is this something that's just way down the road and just too premature to be talked about right now? Too premature. And I do believe Danny, when he says you're not going to see a major trade made with the Celtics, you're probably not going to see a major trade made. I think Danny wants to see how Kyrie and Gordon Hayward and Al Horford and Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum all play together. When you take a look at that core that's a core that could do what Golden State did. And why, you know, why get too Frankensteinish uh, with the mm. roster when you can figure out, or, uh, uh, at least for, you know, half a season, if it all works together. And if the Celtics get off to, you know, a great start like they did after the, you know, the Gordon Hayward injury and they went 0 2 to start the season and then won 16 straight. You know, who's to say that the Celtics don't have that in them 
for the course of the entire season if they keep everybody together and healthy. And I think that's what Danny Ainge wants to find out. So no, so knowing that the Celtics probably won't make a big splash, you do you see anyone competing with the Celtics in the Eastern Conference this year? Um, that, that's a great question. Um, I still think Toronto will be there. I think the 76ers have to do something now. Um, if Kawhi Leonard's going anywhere now, I do think he's going to Philly. Um, I don't think the Celtics. Really? Yeah, I don't think the Sixer, uh, Celtics are going to be, you know, mortgage their future um, just to get Kawhi Leonard. I mean, I don't. The Celtics are not in a position where they need Kawhi. I think the right. 76ers definitely are. Um, and I think that would add an element if they're able to hold on to Embiid and Simmons and then add a piece like Kawhi, you're talking about a legitimate threat to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference. Hmm, interesting. Um, so yeah. So you do you think that Philly's a better a better landing spot for Kawhi? Let's even say from the Spurs perspective, getting a return back. Do you think Philly has more to offer for Kawhi than, than the Lakers do? Uh yes I do. Um, you know, you, they have that future unprotected Miami pick in 2021, which the 76ers really shouldn't care about. They should be about right. winning now right. and competing with the Celtics now. And Kawhi helps you do that. He's going to be 27 next year. He's not a spring chicken, but he's in the prime of his career, ready to compete for an NBA title. Uh, and we saw what he could do. You, he can do for a team in 2014. Uh, and next spring, he'll be five years removed from that crazy you know yeah it is isn't wow. it i mean it's hard to believe it's been five years since Kawhi won his title mm. um and i think you know if he's healthy uh and he's and there's no lingering issues with the quad you put Kawhi leonard on the 76ers along with ben simmons um and uh tj mcconnell and joel Embiid, and you know sarich um, the you, whole crew and and, and yeah. so, well and i think if you you're going to say goodbye to Saric, Fultz, the number one pick, and Covington, probably. Hmm. Um, so let's. Let, I'll put you on the spot here. Spurs hold Philly over the barrel. They want a package yeah. around Ben Simmons for Kawhi Leonard. Do you do that deal? If you can guarantee Kawhi staying? I do it, yes. Hmm. Wow. Um, you agree with Sway? I do it because I don't, I, think, I don't think Ben Simmons is a leader. Uh, I don't. I, I wonder about his ability to grow as a uh, as a outside threat. Me too. Um, and I, what I saw in the playoffs was really alarming. I understand he's 21 years old, but you know he has a history at LSU. He has a history now with the 76ers of playing small in big moments, and that's not good. And nope. he doesn't have a jump shot. He does not have a jump shot. That's a problem. And it's almost as bad as Markel Fultz. Ben Simmons is six foot ten and has elite vision. And, um, it, you know, I think in the regular season, he could probably lead into another 50-win season uh, and put up spectacular numbers. But that's not what the 76ers should be worried about. They should be worried about when our team goes up against the Celtics, how do we match up? Mm. 
And well, you saw what us. I saw the Celtics yep. do to Ben Simmons was ridiculous. Yeah, he got exposed. Yeah, you know, we talked about that last week, and I think that's that's why if you're the San Antonio Spurs and it means bringing in someone like Kawhi Leonard, I think you make that deal. I think you try to get that's into a, a commitment deal to make, but it is a tough deal to make. But at the same time, though, I mean, you've seen Ben Simmons when the lights are at his brightest. He doesn't always come through. He had he didn't come through. You know, the one point game against the Celtics, you had, you know, a number of moments down the stretch of fourth quarter of, of games where he, he just didn't come through. Of course, you have to be worried about if Kawhi Leonard decides to stick around afterwards. But I, I think Ben Simmons would probably be the guy who who makes a deal go through, who makes San Antonio agree to it. Well, I mean, if you get Ben Simmons, you're not getting their number one overall pick. No, no, that's true. Yeah. That's not going to happen. So, and they're probably not, you know, if, if you're looking for Ben Simmons, if you're the Spurs and you think you can make something out of Ben Simmons, um, the Sixers are going to make you pay for that. And that means, they do you know, they probably, I'll tell you what, if you want Ben Simmons, you don't get the number one pick and you don't get Sarich. If I'm if can, I'm the Spurs, I'm taking I'm taking Simmons and Fultz, and letting the shot doctor, whoever they have down there, that yeah, uh, the secret shot shot doctor, let them fix them all. <laughs> the, the, uh, the I I mean, Coach. as a fan of the Sixers, if I were a fan of the Sixers, I'd say take two of the three, sure. But yeah. the Sixers aren't going to think like that, and you know, they don't want to take back pennies on the dollar and give away their two players for one. But from what I've seen of Fultz and Simmons so far, I don't think it's a great combination. Mm. And, you know, you got a chance to add somebody like Leonard and hold on to the number one overall pick. I think I'd do that. All right, Trags. Um, Obviously, the Celtics, I mean, just from the beginning with this Robert Williams, you know, from drafting him to him missing the conference call. And then recently uh, he actually missed practice after being introduced at, for the first time as a member of the Boston Celtics, did all the right things in the press conference. And uh, less than 48 hours later, he just didn't show up to, to practice, went back home. You were there for the practice. You were able to uh, – you were in the, the, the media scrum afterwards. What was the feeling like? Do you get the sense that – this is a, a this could be a, a pattern at least in the beginning of the season. What's your uh, opinion on Robert Williams and and what he his uh, reputation and everything that that happened before the fact? I mean, not to say that the Celtics shouldn't have made this draft pick, but do you feel a little hesitant in terms of how quick it's going to take for this guy to mature? Uh, there is some second guessing going on uh, with the Celtics regarding whether or not they should have taken that pick on Robert Williams. Hmm. Um, but still, as I wrote for CLNS uh, Media, the Celtics culture is capable of fixing a guy like Robert Williams. They've got to they've got to be aggressive with it. They've got to get again reinforce the message. And I think that this time they've got to, you know, uh, tack on some type of penalty associated with him missing that first summer league practice, whether it's him not playing in the first game, um, you know, whether it's him uh, making other making amends some other ways. Uh, he's got to pay some type of penalty. And uh, somebody in top, either Danny Ainge or Brad Stevens, has to sit him down and really have a heart-to-heart with him. Yeah, in in my eyes, I mean, first time, okay, all right, simple mistake, celebrating on draft night, maybe went a little too hard. Mm-hmm. But if it happens again in a week, two weeks, 
that's a pattern. So I I don't know. I I'm I'm I was I went from way up steal the draft on Robert Williams to oh well maybe this is one of those times where everybody else was right. Danny Ainge wasn't the smartest guy in the room. But I am I am a little concerned. I, I mean a little concerned with what you said um, that you think the Celtics culture can fix a guy like Robert Williams. If you had to speculate, what is this immaturity? Does he have off-court issues? What what is going on in Robert Williams' life that he can't he can't get get out of bed? <laughs> to put yeah, it like, well, I mean, it's immaturity. It's probably having his priorities off the court in the wrong places. I'll leave it at that. I mean, I don't think I don't you know from every party animal tries to trying to say yeah I'm, 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 out there. I'm trying uh, maybe, to insinuate maybe, a couple maybe. things. We'll see. Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, <laughs> okay. there, th- that that type of speculation is certainly justifiable and i'm calling it speculation that's all i'm calling it um that kind of speculation um is deserved in this particular case i mean you miss a conference call because you overslept and you miss a simple flight back to boston that's not a good sign and for the celtics to say he missed the flight they're not covering for him so clearly they're ticked off and you know this this is routine stuff and i think the celtics are obviously trying to send the message dude if you can't make a routine commitment like getting up back up for a summer practice and workout you're not going to make it in the nba and you're certainly not going to make it with us yeah i wonder if he knows how cold maine is in december you know i had somebody <laughs> say that exact same thing to me today like seriously that's that's where the guy's headed and yeah you know probably, and he he has I mean, a chance and, I think he has a chance to to get some run as a backup center. The, if Daniel Tice isn't ready to go to start the season, he could fill in that Tice role, and he's literally just screwing himself out of legitimate NBA minutes to prove himself. Like well, that, I think he's more athletic than Daniel Tice, mm-hmm. and you know he's more of a rim protector than Daniel Tice. He can be a an explosive, dynamic player for the Celtics. But sure. you know, obviously, with Robert Williams, with this going on. It does make you wonder why the Celtics were so hard in on Boogie Cousins. I mean, I don't think it's a stretch to, to think, well, hmm, is Robert right. Williams all there? And if we can get a guy like Boogie for a year, maybe we should do that. That's what I think was really behind that. Uh, but that, again, is putting you know the pieces together and wondering and speculating uh, and just going – putting one and one together and, and getting two. So that's all that is at this point. Yeah, I'm, I'm putting money on he he misses something else this summer and there's a three-strike policy. I don't, I don't think we're going to be seeing too much <laughs> oh, too much of Robert Williams. I'm already out on him. I'm You're already, already out. out. I'm out. I'm out. Come on. I don't I, looking back on that. I just I just think you have to make that pick if you're the Celtics. I, I don't think this is something that you look back on and regret. I think you give the guys a, a little bit of leeway, but this is it. Hopefully there isn't a, a third strike, and uh, hopefully he, That's something, he, he gets his stuff. He gets his act together. This is something a rebellious teenager does, and you don't want that on your NBA for NBA roster. I don't think he's rebellious. I just think he's clueless. lazy and, and and no, it's clueless and immature. And that's <laughs> is that better than rebellious though? <laughs> um. Good question. Good <laughs> a little better. Uh, I don't know. Fair point. I, I don't know. I, I, but that's what I think you're dealing with right now. Uh. And um, it, it, really what it comes down to is what do Danny Ainge, Austin Ainge, and Mike Zarin see as the potential in this guy, mm-hmm. Robert Williams, to contribute 
Do they see a very high ceiling for him to be an impact player? If the answer is yes, you stick with him and you invest the time and the money, well, specifically the time and the, and the personnel resources to support him and say, okay, we're going to give you a chance to get your ass in gear. And you get that message across to him and then see how he plays. All right, well, Trags, one big man, one Celtics big man who uh, has already proven his worth and is going to be sticking around for at least another year is Aaron Baines. The Celtics signed him, re-signed him. The signing was announced minutes after uh, the opening of NBA free agency. But my question to you, Trags, is as things shift over to Marcus Smart and what he's planning to do next year, what are your thoughts about the Celtics uh, retaining Marcus Smart's services? Do you think that it's a strong possibility? I mean, if I had to guess, Smart's probably waiting things out, waiting for the dust to clear and, and, and see what his options are. But if the Celtics can't find a deal for Marcus Smart or that they, they can't come to an agreement, um, what, are, what other teams out there do you think are willing to give Marcus Smart the kind of money that he's been asking for? Well, I mean, the deal is, you know, they tendered him the $6.1 million contract. And if nobody offers him a better deal in his eyes or his agent's eyes, he'll sign the one-year tender and then become a free agent next year. That's, you know, that is up to Marcus Smart at this point. Um, he can sign his tender at any time and play and say, you know what, I'm going to play next year for the Celtics uh, and just leave it at that. But to answer the other half of the question, a team like the Cleveland Cavaliers or the Toronto Raptors or the Philadelphia 76ers could be very interested in a Marcus Smart. And, you know, or even the Indiana Pacers, for that matter. Um, you know, you, you're looking at a lot of teams in the East that could plug in a guy like Marcus Smart and he would bring a lot of value to them. The question about Marcus Smart somewhere else is, is he the true quintessential system player where he would only benefit playing for a guy like Brad Stevens or Doc Rivers. Um, is he a system player? I don't think he is. I think you can his, his skill and his winning plays and his hustle um, and his unique abilities can translate on any team. And if I'm a team like the 76ers looking to get mentally tougher I bring Marcus Smart onto my team in a heartbeat. All right. He is Mike Petralia of CLNS Media. Give him a follow on Twitter at Trags. And, of course, check out all his stuff on CLNSmedia.com. Always good stuff, Trags. I appreciate you checking in. And I'll talk to you soon, man. I'll see you, I'll see you sometime down the road, I'm sure. Sometime soon. You got it. You got it, Joe Sway. Take care, guys. Later, Trags. Good old Trags. Good stuff. Yeah, man. Man, I could talk basketball with that dude for hours. He knows his stuff. I mean, we have a lot of hours together. Mad time. Yeah. Mad time, Sean. Mad just, time. Just sitting on the court, just looking in each other's eyes. It's cute, man, when I see you guys on video. Oh, thanks. I appreciate it. No problem. I guess. All right. Well, we're up out of here. That's going to wrap it up for this edition of <sighs> the Causeway Street Podcast. Special thanks to Trags for joining us. Part two of our LeBron to L.A. series. And it's not even a LeBron I don't to even LA want to say it was anymore. 50%. It was like. 30, 70, 70 percent like Demarcus, thirty percent LeBron. Just the way I like it. Just the way Sean likes it. Also, Something's almost got your guy, Sean. Also almost, too. Almost. Also too. I'm sticking with the fact that LeBron may bail on LA. He's that type of dude. Uh, I don't locked know, man. For four he's years. In, though. He's no, he's in. not. He hasn't signed a piece of paper yet. You can't. 
You can't until this weekend. That's your conspiracy theory. That's I'm your just, hot take. Just leave it there. Go back to Cleveland. Leave it there for the people. He's looking at it right now and says, "The West." Oh shit! No, <laughs> I can't do anything here. I can't do anything here. No, I'm out. Abort. Abort mission. Abort mission. See ya. Nah, LeBron's gone. LeBron's leaving LA. Let's start those rumors now. Hey, hey, you said or not LeBron really usually gets what he LA. wants. He finds a way to make it work. He'll get a team. Yeah, that's, that's going back to Cleveland we'll and see. just trying to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. <laughs> just <laughs> Kevin Love, Ronnie Hood. Just He's like, I'm back. The same guys. bunch. Let's, 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 let's try this again. They sign Isaiah to a mid level exception. Just bring the whole crew back together. <laughs> well, the way money's being thrown around, Isaiah can sign for <laughs> who knows how much. <laughs> well, I think the, I think Demarcus Cousins just basically fucked over every other free agent that's out there. Guys aren't going to be playing in the league next year because of that deal. Seriously. Oh, man. It's NBA. Offseason. Gotta love it. Can't remember an offseason crazier than this. And uh, it is, in my opinion, not even close to being done. Yep. Crazier nope. stuff. Are go- no, well, no, maybe no, not no. crazier stuff, but more crazy stuff is it's on the way. Yeah, we don't even know what happens with Marcus Smart yet, so we'll see. Ooh, let's see what happens. This has been the Causeway HD Podcast. We'll talk to you guys soon because it's getting so crazy that we're going to just be cramming in episodes here and there. Boom. Make boom, sure you subscribe boom, to the Causeway Street Podcast you. so you can get the alerts Soon as the episodes drop, until next time, everyone, have a good weekend. Happy 4th of July.